0: you
1: 970 WAMD Aberdeen and this is The Cutting Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I am co-host Jennifer Button from the Hartford County Public Library and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Iris Barnes, the executive director of the Hosanna School Museum. Hello Bob, good morning.
0: Good morning. Did you just change the name of our show?
1: No, what did I do?
0: You said the cutting edge.
1: <gasps> no, I said keeping you on the cutting edge, didn't I?
0: I don't. I thought you changed it because you looked at me and you smiled when you said it.
1: I was just smiling at you.
0: Okay, well we have um, we could we um, we could erase that part of the. Oh tape. my goodness. Well, there's a lot of worse <laughs> name changes you could have made. Like you could have named it like um, you know, Jennifer and the <laughs> Knucklehead. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I haven't had my coffee yet. Bob. Okay,
0: but we keep we are keeping people on the cutting edge. We are. So we are the cutting edge,
1: right here at the Harford. And we
0: edge. don't always just cover Harford, so actually, good change. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> that's good. And that didn't annoy me, What's but some that? other things did.
1: What annoyed you this week? Um,
0: again, this is part of our continuing courtesy project um, to see what we can do to help all of us sort of get it when we're doing something that really we shouldn't do i'm not saying i'm perfect um in a shopping center festival as an example there is a two-way street in front of the stores uh, you know the yellow line right um people park in front of a store they're parking in the road
1: right Right,
0: they are doing that. Right, and so people have to go around them. If this car is coming the other direction, that's stopped. So these people are saying, "Well, everyone else here is not in a hurry, but but I am. So my time is more valuable. So I'm going to go run in and pick up that phone or pick up that subway I um, I ordered or whatever. I mean, this is the rudest thing. Am I the only one?
1: No, I mean, I but don't, they're
0: parking in the street.
1: I understand what you're saying. Do we think that it's really that deep for them? Do you think they really are consciously saying, well, you know, I am not the parking Well, no, but it's either,
0: place. you know, it's like people who do the speed limit or in the left lane. Um, I always debate whether that's just ignorance or passive aggressiveness. Oh,
1: that's passive aggressiveness.
0: Um, <laughs> but for you to stop in the middle of the street, get out of your car to do your business without any cognizance whatsoever of what it's doing to uh, To delay the the, the people around you. Mm -hmm. You know, not to mention the danger, because someone goes around you, someone could be walking. These are the same people also that, like, don't stop for people who are crossing to the parking lot with their shopping carts. Right. Right. which really gets on my
1: nerves. Well, I mean, I think they're just the most important person in their own life, and so they just aren't cognizant, maybe, of of their impact on others.
0: I'll take that. Okay. Um, but the question but, is, what do we do? What do we do? Like, I beep at them loudly. Um, and that, I guess, ends up annoying a lot of people as well, so I'm no better. Um, the other thing is, why doesn't our county have bus shelters at the harford link bus stops we run a bus service we do sometimes people who need to get if they live in aberdeen they need to get to their job in bel-air or they they work at one of the distribution centers on the pyramid peninsula we don't have bus shelters so it was a thundercloud was coming up i went to get gas up on route 924 and there's this Shelter in front. This guy was waiting with a kid, probably for a 45-minute bus ride because we, we we do not have good public transportation in this county. And he has nowhere, no shelter. And it was starting to get really ugly. So I went into the gas station, as I know the guys, and I got two hefty bags. And I cut holes, armholes in them and brought them over to this guy and his kid. Because they were about to get drenched soaked so harford county i know some people in harford county
1: you do know some people in harford county
0: um i'm going to see you about that why don't these people who are waiting for buses have shelter over their heads when they're waiting
1: it's certainly a great idea
0: indeed and also if you're behind me in line you don't have to breathe down my neck because i didn't move the the extra six inches because (laughs) someone in front of me moved You're not going to get there any earlier.
1: That's true.
0: get off of my back.
1: (laughs) Bob's feisty this morning, folks.
0: And if I hold the door for you, thank me.
1: Yes, common courtesies.
0: Give me a little wave if I let you in in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I want some recognition.
1: Well, we appreciate you here, Bob.
0: (laughs) So much for that. Okay, what do we have? We have... um, Oh, some trivia.
1: yeah, let's uh, let's start some uh, let's start with some attempts to stump you. This okay, morning. and
0: if uh, when Iris gets here, I'm gonna recruit her onto my team.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Okay, what do you got?
1: All right, so let's start with something random. Um, so how many rooms are there on a standard clue game board? Nine. Yes. Do you happen to know what they are?
0: I don't even I'm shocked I knew nine. so can you give me one? Yeah, well, the conservatory. yes. the study. Yes. The den.
1: Same thing as a study.
0: Okay. The library. Yes. The kitchen. Yes. The living room. Yes. Bedroom.
1: Hello. No. Come on in.
0: Iris Barnes is being recruited to help me on this trivia contest. Iris. Good How morning, go. Iris. Nice to
2: meet you. Pop. Have a seat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet Come on you. and sit down. We were just uh, trying to stump Bob with some trivia. Iris oh.
0: Lee Barnes, the executive director of the Hosanna School Museum and involved in about fifty yes. other things. Uh, just stepped in. She's going to be our guest, and we can't wait. But uh, right now, I'm recruiting her to be my teammate on the, the trivia. We're having a trivia. Hope
2: I can live up to that. Well, I hope so.
0: I set a very low bar. <laughs>
2: Um, okay,
1: so let's go with uh, film. So, who played Wonder Woman on the original TV series in the 70s? Um,
0: not Crystal Gale, the other one. Linda. 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 Yes, it's Linda. First initial, last name? C. Linda C? Yep. Linda... Carter. Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Linda it was a very generic
1: name. And I actually just found out um, so I, you always ask me random questions so I, I found out that it was it aired from 1975 to 79 and I was convinced that when I was a little girl I was watching the original live. Apparently I was watching reruns because I was born in 1979 so I learned that about myself. See tonight. that, that show down.
0: that show needs to be made about real Wonder Woman. Like I can't wait to talk to you about it, this Edmonia gate.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. They don't make them
0: like that anymore. They sure don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right, let's, uh, let's move into science. What alloy is comprised of copper and zinc? Brass. Yes. Um, music. Yes. What TV sitcom opens with the theme, Making Our Dreams Come True?
0: Um... Laverne and Shirley.
2: Yes. <laughs> I was trying to... You
0: you ladies weren't born when these shows were on. That's why. Like...
2: I love Laverne and Shirley. I have to admit, I remember the show.
0: Schlemiel, Schlamazel, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: uh, history. Good. What famous magician died on Halloween Day in
0: 1926? Harry Houdini. Yes. Got punched in the stomach.
1: You didn't even give Iris a chance to answer that one. Oh,
0: she knew what to do.
2: I knew that one.
1: <laughs> um, what color M&M did not exist from 1976 to 1987? Blue? No, but close. It's the green one. It's not the green one. Red? Keep going. Yes.
0: Red? Yes. Why?
1: I think it was the color the dye, the issues that they had with the um, the red dye.
0: Interesting. I have yeah. one for you why were pistachio nuts red
1: <coughs> like why did they dye them red
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know they don't do
0: it anymore thankfully because um they were really ugly and irregular oh so the um we were uh, i was in at work about 25 years ago we were asking about this and i called up david's nut company because mm-hmm. you didn't know, have. Google. Right. So I called up the nut company. And said, "Well, they used to come from Persia and um, other areas over there, and they were just very ugly and irregular and blotchy in color. So we started to dye them."
1: Interesting that they dyed them red <coughs> instead of uh, dyeing them green because they're right. already green. I mean.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: But I'm glad they stopped because I it, hated the red ink on my fingers. It
0: ended. It caused a lot of marital spats
1: you're making that
0: up no 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 I'm serious because (laughs) what and uh, I think it's true Uh you know a man or a woman would go out all night and have some beers with friends eat pistachio nuts Mm -hmm. mm-hmm to a friend of mine and their fingers would get red and then whenever they went to use the restroom Mm -hmm. their,
1: their
0: underwear would get red because from their fingers
1: Kind of like the lipstick on the collar, but not quite the same. You, you,
0: yeah,
1: you I understand what you're saying. Is
0: that an urban myth?
1: Um, I, I don't know if that's okay. true. I'm gonna let you have that one though. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So two more. So which towering professional wrestler passed away January twenty seventh,
0: nineteen ninety three? Andre the Giant.
1: Yes, broke my heart. I loved him.
0: He was great in Princess Bride. He
1: was. Fezzik. Fezzik. So good. Um, all right, last one. And I'm going to ask Iris this one. Okay. What western U.S. city is dubbed the Valley of 10,000
2: Buffets? I have not been there. <laughs> <laughs> that I can guarantee. Bob? Well,
0: that used to be, now their slogan is like, what happens, is it in Vegas?
1: Yes. Ah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What
0: does it say about all of us that their <laughs> their family their tourism non gambling tourism tripled when they they changed their tagline to What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yep, <laughs> it's the
2: party capital of the. Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's the shows too.
0: Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, I. Uh,
2: Cirque du Soleil. That would get me
0: there. If you ever... The the fountains outside Bellagio Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that are timed to music, even watch it on YouTube. It's amazing. It's just beautiful. Um, But it was very interesting walking down the strip. We were going to go with my 14-year-old son um, because there are a lot of friendly men and women whose job is to be friendly. Sure. Um, I've... 14 year old son didn't know what was going on <laughs> or he did and he didn't
1: you didn't want to tell dad
0: <laughs> alrighty that was good. good that was good Okay, thank you for the help Iris
2: you're welcome thank you for including me
1: um, and now it's time for local news from Harford County
0: um, just a few quick things uh, I, I love this one um, because it can happen to anybody and it has a happy ending. Uh, in Aberdeen Hotel the other day, did you hear a, uh, a boy decided to um, uh, try to get a prize out of the arcade claw machine?
1: Yes. He yes. crawled in. I heard that story.
0: And he got stuck in there. His, his parents came back, and he's standing inside the, the big claw machine. <laughs> to, he was in there for 30 minutes, and... Uh, um, They had to wait for the attendant to come drive up from Essex with the key. Oh no! Uh, So um, anything can happen. Um, Sadly, um, uh, the the, the rate at which our 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 friends are overdosing and succumbing to it is just keeps going up, um, and we just have to keep mentioning it every time. Uh, because it's it's you know it's it's all of us and um, and thank God there's a lot of work being done for education um, but we need a lot of more work for um, for education for prevention and most importantly for treatment and for treatment to continue because the, the um, success rate of recovery is under 5% and it's often because the treatment resources run out. So um, hats off to Char Hope Foundation. I'm going up to have dinner with the ladies who were residents of this home that was just um, uh, opened about two months ago by um, Derek Hopkins and uh, Sandy Galleon who lost her own son Nolan um, to an overdose about two years ago and they've opened up their first house to help um, folks with healthy living in a rural setting um, continue their recovery. I have dinner with them all next next Wednesday. Wonderful. Looking forward to it. And um, this one, I don't understand it, but I guess it's under uh, Dumb Criminals. Um, I'll read just the news story from the AP in um, PG County. Man steals backhoe, drives it five miles to a Maryland bank in attempted ATM theft. Um, they're seeking a man who used a backhoe in an attempt to steal money from an ATM at a bank in Maryland. Local news outlets reported surveillance video released by Prince George's County Police shows that someone used a construction digger to try and pry an ATM from a bank's drive-thru. Um, his plan was to then take the ATM in the bucket of the backhoe um, to wherever he was going to try to open it. And um, amazingly, there's, he got away. So how I, I don't. No one was looking. <laughs> evidently,
2: they're not speedy pieces of equipment. No. Right. Must have been off hours. But, right. No. And,
0: but this something's going to get this guy, because if he thought this was a good plan,
2: right. It's
1: not. Not
0: only the criminal aspect. Um, something's going to get him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Certainly an original way to to try to steal an ATM. All righty. Only in Maryland.
0: Oh, right. (laughs) Enough of that.
1: All right. uh, Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Iris Lay Barnes, Executive Director of the Hosanna School Museum.
3: Build a better world this summer when the Harford County Public Library's Reading Challenge kicks off on Monday, June 19th. Studies show that children who participate in public library summer reading programs score higher on reading achievement tests at the beginning of the new school year. Experience less summer reading loss and begin the new school year with more confidence. The Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Program, designed for children from birth through high school, will ignite your child's imagination and inspire a lifetime love of reading. Early registration is available now at hcplonline.org or register at any Hartford County Public Library branch starting June 19th. Each registered reader will receive a commemorative tote bag filled with summer reading challenge sponsors information and coupons. Upon completion of the summer reading program, all children will receive a certificate of completion and a special gift plus a ticket voucher for an Aberdeen Ironbirds game on August 8th or 24th. For more information and to check out all the special events happening at your library throughout the summer, go to hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of the headlines and happening at any of the library's 13 branches. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge.
1: Welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is The Harford Edge. We're delighted to have Iris Leigh-Barnes, the Executive Director of Hosanna School Museum, in the studio with us to talk about the great work that her team is up to and a celebration coming up.
2: Iris, welcome. Thank you, Jennifer and Bob, for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: And uh, we have so many questions for you. Um, But first, tell us about Iris Leigh-Barnes. How'd you get here? Who are you? Oh, and, right. what, and what what is, is Lay a family name?
2: That is my family name, my maiden name. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I have to keep that in because I'm from Aberdeen. So those who know me can recognize who I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> um,
0: well, that, and sorry. that's why Facebook, uh, <laughs> Facebook women are how. now now putting their their. Made, name. Made made a name. name. Just because, like, of high school or college or old friends.
2: Right. Exactly. So I'm from Aberdeen, and I, uh, where Miss Christine Talbert was the guidance counselor, and so we just maintained a friendship over the years. Uh, she's like a mother to me. She's, you know, truly been my mentor, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, she had you know, gone off to college and all of that and come back and she talked about her work at Hosanna and inv- invited me to um, participate and join the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And so I agreed and that was probably 1998. So it's getting close to 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I started out just as a director, became president and just, you know, kind of taking over the reins from her. It's some big shoes to fill, but I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and take us, move us forward and try some new things. And I'm excited to do work. It's just, you know, taking my heart and just the history of Harvard County is so rich, just so rich, and just capturing it, recovering it, and sharing it. And letting everybody know there's a, a lot of great things that happen here.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that would I, I had to pleasure of attending the gala oh uh,
2: I'm sorry I didn't meet
0: you um uh for the um Hosanna school and I think also from um the McComas Institute Institute as well and uh, what a team what a team you all have um not to mention um the keynote speaker who uh, uh was just incredibly uh enlightening but um tell us about the Hosanna school Museum and the school itself.
2: Hosanna School was built in 1867. Uh, It started out, it actually started out coming out of uh, Hosanna Church, which started at Darlington School, which later became Hosanna School. And it was started by a woman named Monia Highgate, who came out of Syracuse, New York, she was uh, sent down by the American Missionary Association, which was a Christian organization that was new and understand the importance of education for everyone, and wanted to extend that and make it possible for the newly freed slaves. And so that was their mission. She was passionate about it. She, uh, her family background, um, her parents were. Uh, friends and, and involved in the abolitionist movement up in New York. And um, so, you know, she had the opportunity to speak at what was called the Colored Men's Convention right before she came to Hosanna. And guess who introduces her to the conventioners, Frederick Douglass. Oh, wow. And so she is among, she's the only woman except one other woman who's also from Maryland. Frances Ellen Watkins Harper, a known abolitionist, poet, writer. I hope people will look her up. But so that's our history. We, we're we so glad to find out that Amonia Highgate from New York came down here and started our school. So we're, we're excited about that. And then, you know, so the community, we really got to give the community and the church credit for uh, developing the school, as with many of the schools during that time period. Many of the HBCUs were were come out of churches, and also celebrate this year 1867, such as Morgan State University and Howard University, as their sesquicentennial, 150 years. And so, um, after she had started the school, then uh, the next teacher, Mary Watson, uh, really solicited funds from the Freedmen's Bureau, which was started. Couple years, you know, at the end of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And that was a federal organization whose role was to, one, try to bring families back together of the enslaved, to try to help them with just basic needs clothing, food, settling legal disputes, keeping their children out of, um, um, oh, what what was it? Illegal, uh, oh, goodness. Trafficking? I I can't even think of it. um, goodness. I'll come back to that.
0: <laughs> you're gonna think you're gonna think of it in the car on the I'm way home. I'm gonna think but, uh, of
2: it in the car on the way home. <laughs> uh, but so and then most importantly schools really helping them to get education. And so we are the first of three that received that assistance from the Freedmen's Bureau and usually it was in the form of providing lumber or uh, some other funding to help with the teachers, but the community was very very involved, so these places such as Hosanna and Macoma stand as testament to the power and presence of community Mm -hmm.
0: and the Freedmen's Bureau wasn't making it easy, Uh, and especially I remember reading that um, Andrew Johnson once once he became president, he pretty much nullified a lot of the Freedmen's Bureau's Work. They had given title to freed uh, slaves, and um, he basically abolished that and gave the title back to lands to the former slaveholders. Um, so I, I think the the uh, under the, the undertext for this that amazes me, and about the the school and Miss Highgate and and the people that supported her is it may have been they have been free. And it may have been "quote unquote" the North, which, um, uh, but they were swimming against such still a violent and and strong current. So to put it in context um, of what an accomplishment this must have been. How how every day to get up and realize you're gonna have to slay ten dragons to just get this done. It's just it's truly amazing.
2: It was it was a program that was cut short, and some say it was never finished. Uh, the re, you know the entire Reconstruction period trying to uh, have gains and and many many uh, reversals were made, such as uh, African Americans in public office, and then you know towns were burned down just to keep them out, keep them out of office, and so. Uh, it's a good reminder for us to go out and vote because they understood the importance of voting that they would go through those to those lengths or to keep people from education teachers are shot at, students are attacked mm-hmm. because they understood the importance and power of education so I hope our young listeners are hearing that, that education is something scary for someone who wants, doesn't want you to get ahead mm-hmm. so make sure you get it because then you can overcome just about anything. So I remembered, uh, my mind on the way here was thinking about um, indentured servants, but that is not what is apprenticeship, illegal apprenticeship, was oh, right. one of one of the major complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and taking children, saying, "Well, you can't uh, afford to keep your child, so we'll take care of your child." And really, it was just another slavery. form of slavery, and there were, you know, so many. Different forms, convict leasing, and some will argue today the current prison system. According to the Constitution, it is.
0: Well, when you have for-profit entities, exactly that succeed, the more souls get piled in there. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And, and you don't have a good re-entry system for folks who go into the system, even for nonviolent crimes. And they don't do expungement and shielding. Once the, once they go in, we just put them behind the eight ball. And exactly. Totally right. And a- that's one of the things about the, with the hosanna school. And we want to hear about <clears throat> the other things we're talking about. This is something. If people just, we we all. Learn about the humanity, the human struggles, and the human achievements of folks like these incredible people that built this school and kept it going. And I read about the work at Monia High Gate did in Louisiana, which was like a war zone. Yeah. Um. um but if if we all think like the Hosanna school, it helps us understand these were humans. It was us. It was me or you were doing it. And and they were prevailing. They weren't giving up. And I think that's half the battle. Is under, It's not statistics. It's not others. It's not their fault. Uh, people like to be holier than they say. Well, I the way I would have never let that or this happen. So that's what I think is the beautiful thing about museums like this, the Hosanna School. Um, and on that note. Uh, tell us about um, the, um, the the celebration coming up, for Juneteenth.
2: Well, Juneteenth, we are so excited about that. This is our first one. So uh, we just really had been thinking about what's a grand way to to celebrate this. Now, Juneteenth is something that um, started in Texas, but it's really America's second uh, not Emancipation Day some people call it Emancipation Day Independence Day you know we have the 4th of July and as Frederick Douglass said what to the slave is the 4th of July how can we celebrate freedom when a good portion of your population is enslaved and so in 1865 well I should go go back a little further 1863 we have Lincoln issuing the Emancipation Proclamation January 1st. But a lot of people don't realize that's just for the states in rebellion. Mm -hmm. So it's the southern states. Okay, so Maryland did not emancipate its slaves in 1863. It wasn't until 1864, November. So almost two years later, does Maryland emancipate its slaves. So, but then the Civil War ends, 1865, now, Texas is a southern state, but they still, they're just kind of, they're not paying attention, or the Union soldiers are not enforcing it from 1863. So it isn't until June 19th, which is how we get Juneteenth. I know others, what what, <laughs> is this a misspelling? It is not a misspelling. <laughs> it is Juneteenth to represent June 19th when the Union Army, Rise into Galveston, Texas, and announces that slavery is over, and they no one they didn't know they're the last to find out and so the importance of it, why should we celebrate it? it's, it's, it's you know if your brother is enslaved, half of your people are enslaved. you're not a free country, mm-hmm. so we are we are the land of the free, but we were not really the land of the free until this date. so that's why it's important to celebrate. Both independence days and so there's a movement to make it a national holiday so that we all understand tell the whole american history story not just half of it and so that's what this is about so we're excited we're going to have uh, performers costume interpreters where's it going to be it's going to be at hosanna school and of course our partner hosanna church in the big lot across the street so we're going to have craft vendors food trucks, music, African drummers, and a lot, you know, um, Zumba, and of course we incorporate history into everything, so it's going to be fun, it's going to involve interaction, people learning how to do drum, learning how to dance, learning how to do Zumba, and learning about these people like Edmonia Highgate, Harriet Tubman, reenactor, we're going to have Janice The Greo Green who is just a phenomenal she says living biographer so she just embodies Harriet Tubman when she comes out and gets the audience involved and so we're going to have kids games and crafts and it's just going to be a great day of history and culture to celebrate this American story.
0: So that's a week from tomorrow um, at the Hosanna School Museum and that is at 2424 Castleton Road in Darlington. What's a website uh, and a phone number? Our uh, website. If people want more details.
2: Okay. Our website is www.hosannaschoolmuseum.org. That's H O S A N N A schoolmuseum.org. And the phone number is 410 457 4161. And uh, we hope you'll join us. It's gonna be exciting. Mm-hmm. And that we you know, we hope to make it a tradition year after year and if
0: and you're it's craft free. vendor yeah. and it's
2: free. It's free all to right. the public. We're gonna have some raffles so you can when we're having a money tree. Ooh. Get that's right, just a little raffle and you can win all that money. <laughs> <laughs> I love a raffle. Silent auction <laughs> which just really it's just an opportunity for the community to come together learn about our local history and really on how it fits in national context.
0: That's why um, I love, uh, like, um, Will and Ariel Durant and other historians that write about the real things. Will Durant said, uh, um, history is a river. I write about what happens on the banks. Mm -hmm. And this is the stuff that's going on, and this is the, the brave and tragic things that are, Occurring, and it's really it's it is so educational. Um, who do we have to um, to thank um, as far as helping uh, support this? Um, <clears throat> I know iota new naturally is. Uh, um
2: yes, iota new uh, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity uh, is supporting us. One of our co-sponsors, the Havity Grace Rotary Club is one of our co-sponsors and harford County government through their tourism grant is also helping
0: to support this. We my want to wife, bring people my wife Cindy said to say hi. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> shameless name dropping, isn't
1: he? Tell Cindy, bad.
2: hello and we love her. <laughs> but yes, we you know, <clears throat> we have we also have Cupid Paca descendants. Uh, Dr. Lee Roy Hopkins and Gerald Wilson. And Cuba Packer was a free black man who in 1822 bought 50 acres of land, which is the land that Hosanna sits on. So we have his descendants coming and giving a lecture on that family. And that, that Packer family, which we also know as Peaker or Pico, was really instrumental in starting churches, St. James Church in Havity Grace and other schools. So they, I start to see their name in many, many documents throughout the, the county, but we certainly give them credit for um, providing the land for the school and the church, and we get to hear from them. So they're coming out of Pennsylvania, so they're bringing some Pennsylvania <clears throat> contingency and we just want to attract. We're so close. We're on the yeah, almost the Mason- on the Mason Dixon, Dixon line, right over to Conowingo, right Pennsylvania, Cecil County. Delaware is not far. Mm-hmm. So we have some another person, Dr. Uh, Cheryl Gooch, coming <laughs> out of Delaware, and Buffalo Soldiers. I can't forget my Buffalo Soldiers coming from Baltimore, reenactors, and this is exciting for motorcycle fans. Buffalo's uh, the Aberdeen Buffalo Soldier motorcycle club is coming to speak so they not only dress in regalia and and ride their motorcycles but they also talk about the traditions of the buffalo soldiers and no, that's i'm not
0: going to get the bob marley song out of my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> thanks now it's, now
1: it's mine <laughs> so um, exciting
2: yeah so for those who are not familiar with Buffalo Soldiers, that's another name for the uh, uh, the USCT or United States Colored Troops or Colored Troops because the services were segregated. Mm-hmm. The armed services were segregated up until um, World War II. Um,
0: um, it just seems so far, but so it's not. It seems so distant to us that don't never had to deal with it, and that's why this this just brings it home. Um, I had a question I wanted to ask you, and then we want to talk about the um, the uh, Underground uh, Railroad Tour. Uh, the fact that um, northern Hartford County uh, was, um, a lot of it was, was Quakers. Uh, yes. Did that make it a little easier? Because these schools, I read about these schools that were getting burned, and teachers getting shot uh the boys wrote this i something about what these teachers had to go through even at monia highgate when she went down to louisiana um but i i saw i remember reading somewhere that the, the quakers sort of gave a little bit of a of cover so that it was sort of like out of sight, out of mind to the lunatics?
2: <laughs> well, I tell you, the Quakers were phenomenal in that. They, their history begins with abo- in the abolition society, and they just were strong advocates of uh, equality for all. They believed that every man had the essence of God and therefore was equal. And so in many ways, some just in their quiet ways, just protected, and others um, you know, were valiant fighters and supporters, and out in Darlington you have a, a strong Quaker presence out there, so that did, uh, you know, that's that's our belief that that made it a little bit easier to, for him to even purchase land at that time and to uh, uh, do what they did. In fact, we did ha- recently find a record. Where the first person to give a large sum of money, $100, for the building of Hosanna School was a Quaker. We don't have his name, but he was visiting from Philadelphia, and was going to the local Quaker church. Was friends in, and so we think it's Deer Creek Meeting. But we're still digging into those records to get that exactly right. But mm-hmm. so I mean they and they so they supported also with their money. So yes, I. That's very true, and and as you mentioned, teachers were shot at, beat up, spit on, and churches burned that held schools in them. Schools burned, but the tenacity of the community is what this is all about. Schools burned out, they rebuilt the school. Mm -hmm. They would rebuild it as many times as it took. They understood, and through all of this, you see people whether they were Quakers or whether they were formerly enslaved or just the oppressed, they were up against incredible odds, but they came through it and they passed that spirit on. So, you know, I just want to give kudos and credit to the spirit of, you know, the human spirit, the tenacity of the human spirit to just keep pushing when it knows something's not right. It just keep going to make a change.
0: I wanted to, to read something quick on this. Uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois wrote a beautiful, um, he, he was very poetic and he acted as a poetic historian uh, to, to, um, and did a great among his other things. Uh, but this is some prose he wrote about the teachers. Um, um, Behind the mists of rune and rapine Waved the calico dresses of women who dared, and after ho- after the hoarse mouthings of the field guns, rang the rhythm of the alphabet. Rich and poor they were, serious and curious, bereaved now of a father, now of a brother, now of more than these. They came seeking a life work in planting schoolhouses among the white and black of the South. Of the South, they did their work well.
2: These teachers, teaching is hard today, but what these teachers did, they would teach all day, five days a week, the youngsters. In the evening, they would teach the adults who were eager for the first time to get the opportunity for formal education. They would teach, say, vocational skills on Saturday and then Sabbath school on Sunday. So, And then they also tried to get clothing and food And all of that. So they were more than just teachers. Besides teaching seven days a week all day, they were looking to the needs of the people. So you you had to have had a passion and a heart for this because the conditions were dire. And teachers lived, they were boarders in homes. They didn't live in hotels or have their own home. They lived with families who took them in. And oftentimes their pay didn't come on time. Books didn't arrive. Supplies didn't come. It was it was a challenge beyond what we could imagine.
0: And Monia Highgate, she wasn't this fifty year old woman when she was doing she was like twenty one and twenty two years old when yes. she was doing this work.
2: She was a young woman who she um she started out teaching about eighteen years old up in New York and in, in Pennsylvania and uh I guess this passion was instilled in her as a young woman and she came down and she was, she was a fiery, feisty young thing um, um, we found photographs of her sister and her brother but none of her she unfortunately died at a young age at age 26 except through our living historian Brittany Martin who you can see on Saturday the 17th who will be uh, interpreting Ammonia Highgate and keeping that story alive there are many she's in a lot of books those who want to read more about her uh, she, her name is out there and we just are so glad that that's our history that is our history
0: and I ha- I just have to do that. I hope you don't mind um, I, I read a letter that she wrote and I want to read the first sentence but this is again she was 22 here Um, she was sent, uh, the American Missionary Association, um, she was working with them and she traveled to the south and she wrote a letter, um, to a, um, a a pastor, um, uh, from the American Missionary Association in 1866 about, uh, a parish in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana. ...to to get more support. She said, "...perhaps you may care to know of my work here for the freed people. After the horrible riots in New Orleans in July, I found my heart getting impaired from hospital visiting and excitement. So I came here to do what I could and to get stronger corporally that I might enter fully into carrying light and knowledge into dark places. The Lord bless me, and I have a very interesting and constantly growing day school, a night school, and a glorious Sabbath school of over 100 scholars." Uh, the school is under the auspices of the Freedmen's Bureau, yet it is wholly self-supporting. The majority of my pupils come from plantations three, four, even eight miles distance. So anxious are they to learn that they walk these distances so early in the morning as to never be tardy.
2: Yeah, so the students or scholars, I love that she calls them scholars, where they understood that education was going to transform their lives, and they would walk eight miles, can you imagine walking eight tenths of a mile, <laughs> but eight miles to school and um, whatever it took, that was that was their theme, whatever it takes, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm.
0: Not and, to mention what you may run into on the way, it's not like this friendly neighbor be coming down the road and give you a ride. And
2: exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's the, the hunger um, and those that fed it, this beautiful thing. Um, Again, Juneteenth celebration at the Hosanna School Museum a week from tomorrow, June seventeenth, from ten a.m. to five p.m. Uh, the website is hosanna school museum one word dot org. Yes. And the phone number is four one zero four five seven four one six one. And um, Iris Barnes, who is the executive director of the Hosanna School Museum, is here with us and. Um, I haven't visited the museum yet, but I am going to, and I'm going to try to make it up there that day if we don't have to go up.
2: Oh, please do.
0: Um, It looks like a lot of fun, and the the opportunity to learn and to somewhat experience a little bit what this um, memorializes is just a a great opportunity we should all take advantage of. Um, you want to stick around, uh, Iris? We have to go have a quick break, then we're going to have another few minutes. We'll okay, a, yes, a
2: absolutely.
1: Fun. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Harford County and do some thingamabobs.
3: Build a better world this summer when the Harford County Public Library's Reading Challenge kicks off on Monday, June 19th. Studies show that children who participate in public library summer reading programs score higher on reading achievement tests at the beginning of the new school year. Experience less summer reading loss and begin the new school year with more confidence. The Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Program, designed for children from birth through high school, will ignite your child's imagination and inspire a lifetime love of reading. Early registration is available now at hcplonline.org or register at any Hartford County Public Library branch starting June 19th. Each registered reader will receive a commemorative tote bag filled with summer reading challenge sponsors, information, and coupons. Upon completion of the summer reading program, all children will receive a certificate of completion and a special gift plus a ticket voucher for an Aberdeen Ironbirds game on August 8th or 24th. For more information and to check out all the special events happening at your library throughout the summer, go to hcplonline.org. Or pick up a copy of the headlines and happening at any of the library's 13 branches. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge.
1: You're listening to 970-WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby.
0: Um... Welcome back everyone, we have um, Iris here with us as well, and um, we're first going to tell us what's going on at the library, usually about 50 things a week, uh, but, <laughs> but just give us one Okay. or two.
1: Alright, I'll give you one or two. Um, so I want to remind everyone that uh, Monday, June 19th, we have our Summer Reading Challenge kickoff. Uh, this year's theme is Build a Better World. Um, which I think speaks to Iris and, and the celebration, for the Juneteenth celebration you're having as well. Um, so on June 19th, you can go to Bel Air from 10 a.m. to noon. You can participate in story time and meet Ripcord from the Aberdeen Ironburns. Um, you can also go to Edgewood from 2 to 5 p.m., uh, and they're featuring Maryland Zoo as one of their guests, so we'll have lots of great activities. Um, and then I also just wanted to mention Monday, June 12th, which is this coming Monday at Joppa Library, 6.30 p.m., uh, we have the Guys Book Club. So it's a discussion group for men who enjoy reading books, and in June you can bring your favorite book to share with the group. Registration is required, uh, but it just sounded like something really fun. uh, Maybe think about for Father's Day, getting your dad a book, Um, and this would be a really great kind of discussion uh, to get involved in. Uh, And then Tuesday, June 13th, now that school's out, uh, we're having family movie night at Habity Grace Library, 6 p.m., and we're going to be featuring Moana on our large screen. Mm -hmm. So come and bring your family, uh, and we'll see you there.
0: Great what those Ironbirds are doing. Yes. I was just uh, with uh, Glenn Vallis and Matt Slatis last night. They are really making things happen up there at uh, Ripken Stadium.
1: Just really supporting the community. They're amazing.
0: Really good stuff. Okay, well we're gonna end with a uh, little lighthearted stuff and since we're talking about the Hosanna Church and we're gonna do some more church Bulletin stuff.
1: Oh good. They're this is favorite. when um <laughs> church
0: bulletins either put a comma in the wrong place They spell something wrong or they just word something that um, um It it's just fun, and it's all in good uh, good faith um uh, remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. <laughs> <laughs> 22 members were present at the church meeting held at the home of Mrs. Mar- Martha Crutchfield last evening. Mrs. Crutchfield and Mrs. Rankin sang a duet, the Lord knows why. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. This one the low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. A
0: bean supper will be held Tuesday, evening in the church hall. Music will follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight new choir robes are currently needed to the addition of several new members and to the deterioration of some older ones.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> They're
0: talking about the rules. I know. <laughs>
2: oh, my
1: goodness.
0: Um, oh, we have another minute. Um, Miss Charlene Mason sang, I will not pass this way again, giving obvious pleasure to the congregation. <laughs> uh, the sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and Excuse Barbara remains in the hospital and needs blood donors for more transfusions. She was also having trouble sleeping and requests tapes of Pastor Jack's sermons. <laughs> 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 you can't oh, make God. these up. <laughs> uh, the audience is asked to remain seated until the end of the recession. <laughs> that could be a while. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was good, in good faith, but Irving Benson and Jesse Carter were married on October 24th in the church. So ends a friendship that began in their school days. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jesse. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, uh, Anyway, that is all on that, and that's all we have for today. All
1: right, that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk
3: to you next week.